Hi, everybody. This is Mel. And this is Jill. And this is Mel and Jill Geek Out. Welcome back, everybody. Hi. To another episode in the surprise season finale of Sister Wives. Thanks for warning us on that, TLC. I, to be totally honest, fell asleep before I could watch it last night. So I, I got on TikTok first thing this morning and I was like, oh, I'm sure I'll catch some highlights. And uh, they're like season finale. And I was very confused. I was like, wait. Wait, what? Yep. Season, so. And we didn't find out until the sneak peek. Like, there was no indication of it being the season finale episode until the next on, and it was the tell-all. And you didn't find out. Like, on the HBO Max streaming, it just says tell-all, or like the one-on-ones, whatever the fuck they're calling them. But on the broadcast, it's a four-part tell-all. Four parts. Yes. I saw that because there was a clip on TikTok of that section. So do you think they're doing like each person gets their own time? Or do you think they're going to mix it all in a little bit? I think they're going to mix it all in because that kind of little bit worked for last season mm-hmm. of how they did it. But I, I think, it, yeah, it's essentially enough time for every person to, quote, have their own episode. Um, I just want to put a feather in my own cap as we were planning our content for the pod. I correctly surmised that there would be 18 episodes. <laughs> Good job. Good job. I'm impressed. Congratulations. Uh, I'm, I'm, I just built the calendar assuming there would be 18 episodes of this season, and I'm proud of myself. Good job. Go me. Go you. Go me. I, I don't have a gold star to give you, but I would give you one. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, do we have anything we want to chat about before we get into this episode? I do have more than four bullet points, if that counts for anything. I mean, I had a really good Vegas party yesterday. It was fun. It was an interesting race. I only saw clips on TikTok, but the Vegas GP was a little, I'm definitely confident that it is going to get featured in Drive to Survive. I don't even know what to call that. Uh, like, I'll be honest, I I felt the race was a bit boring, but I also did have a bunch of people at my house, so I may not have really been giving it my full attention. So, um, but everything leading up to it was a shit show. It was a shit show. It started with them absolutely destroying the strip and locals being pissed. And then and then it just got worse, you know, as as time went on. And then they put the screens up and then the barriers up. 
And then now that I saw people basically being like, you couldn't stop essentially couldn't stop going up, walking anywhere. You had to keep moving or you would get yelled at or arrested or whatever. And then you. Heaven forbid you have to tie a shoe. Yeah. But also like people apparently like one of the, I'm going to have to look into the details. Essentially people who had been paid for tickets and like, I think it was practice session two started at like two o'clock in the morning. And so they're all waiting around and security is all there, right? They're all waiting for it to start. And then at two o'clock security kicks them all out. Like what the fuck? I saw people saying that. And then like, there was one person, she went with her. They had like some kind of VIP, like spectating section. And they ended up getting kicked out of that and she was in her hotel room which faced the strip and she could hear the cars going by I just and even Max said it too that was the other part like the drivers Max hated this yeah (laughs) the drivers all seemed to really dislike this race um I think Max's comment about how this was 99% spectacle and 1% sport was incredibly accurate. Um, But I also thought it was funny that his attitude changed completely when he won the race. Like, he was shitting all over the Vegas GP all fucking weekend. Okay? Like... If I had to wear a white driving suit, I would as well. I mean, they're like, do you like the track? No. No, not at all. Like, just very blunt and short and to the point. And and then as the motherfucker goes past the checkered flag, he's singing Viva Las Vegas. It's like you were just... Yeah, com- but that's... <sighs> ugh. I that's don't know. For the, that's the sound bite. I don't think that that was real. I don't either. Also, he is just continuing to break records for the number of wins in a single season. So I know. I don't think he's excited that he won the Vegas GP. I think he's just excited that he's making it a higher bench to reach for someone to break it. I guess. I just... Meh. I don't enjoy that. And I don't know. It was just a shit show. And then the whole thing with the Ferrari. Like, I thought it was hysterical. I felt really bad for Carlos. Oh my god, I felt so... It was bullshit. Okay, so just so everybody is aware... This, the Vegas GP was a street track race, which means they're literally driving on the streets of Las Vegas. You were, they were one of the longest streets was down the strip. So typically on a street track, they will weld the manhole covers to the ground. Okay. So that, you know, when a fucking F1 car is driving over them at 200 miles an hour, it doesn't suck up the metal a cover into the car, which is exactly what happened to Carlos Sainz, who, God bless Ferrari. Like, it was funny. It's still funny, but like, it's almost not funny at this point. <laughs> the bad luck that that team has is just astounding. But um, yeah, I felt terrible for him. And because of that, he had to replace some mechanical components and you're only allotted a certain amount. 
he had already reached that limit and then therefore had to incur two five-place grid penalties, which means even though the man was the second fastest on the grid, he started in 12th. Like, uh, it was such bullshit. Like, uh, the whole thing was bananas. I'm, I'll be shocked. This was supposed to be a 10-year contract. I will be shocked if Vegas puts up with this for nine more years. Also, by the way, that manhole cover shit, a reporter on TikTok pointed it out three days before uh, practice started. And he was like, go ahead. No, go ahead. He was like, he pointed it out on the camera and was like, hey, these are usually welded down. I I wonder if this is going to get welded down before practice starts. No. Well, we know the answer to that question. It didn't. It wasn't a track flaw the reason why Lando crashed as well? It's possible. I don't know. I I believe they um, extended the track at a certain point by like a certain length. So I don't know if that had something to do with it or not. I was very preoccupied this week. <laughs> it's fine. How, how did your costume go over? I loved it. It was good. I Like, first of all, I never loved it. never sent me a picture. I'm annoyed. I don't know if anybody got a picture. I You have one job, which is to let me live vicariously through you at these events. And you didn't allow me to do that. Listen, I was very busy. I was very busy playing hostess, but it was a lot of fun. Um, Stevie and I were neck and neck contenders for the driver of the day costume contest. What was her costume? I don't know his name. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know that this movie is like famous about it. I've never seen it. Hold on, hold on. Uh, is it Con Air? No, it's like a. It's is like it Nicholas Cage? No, I think it's like Fear and Loathing or something. The guy's in like a bucket yeah. hat. Fe- Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas with Johnny he's, Depp. He's in the bucket hat with the yellow glass. That's who she was. That that's Johnny Depp in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. That's who she was. Gosh, you have to watch so many movies. So, um, she saw that. Did you one. know that that movie goes through Barstow? Yes. Oh, you know what? Here's also a whole other bananas coincidence. One of Mark's good university friends, his name's Paul, goes by PP. Terrible nickname. It is. Um, I mean, but then to be fair, P his- squared. Can, can can we change his nickname right now to P squared? No, no, no. Well, okay, I I will call him that with you, but I'll tell you this: like the, for for the group of guys that this is coming from, that's generous. Okay, they call themselves the Sausage Club. Oh God! Like it's a bunch of lacrosse union dudes. They're all very nice, but like, good God, it's yeah. The bro is broing. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> Paul is cool as fuck, and. Anyway, he was the one that when we were in London took us to the uh, speakeasy bar. And it was so cool. He works in production and uh, has worked on a bunch of different things. And so somehow finagled his way into some tickets. And 
called Mark and was like, hold on, I'm driving through Barstow. And I was like, because <laughs> he was in L.A. and he was driving to Vegas. And I laughed and I was like, did you tell them that I used to live there? And he's like, yes. <laughs> There's nothing in Barstow. Literally nothing, nothing except like the original Del Taco. And for those of you who are Californians, you know Del Taco. But make Del Taco better, and that's OG Del Taco. But don't go to Crack Taco. The Barstonians will know what I'm talking about. I don't like Del Taco. You're incorrect. I don't like Del Taco except in Barstow. I just don't like Del Taco. You're wrong, but it's okay. You're allowed to be wrong sometimes. Okay. Anyway, I thought it was funny that not only not only did he get a, a finagle away there and then also sent us some cool ass videos, but the CEO of my company also got an, a last minute invite and was also there. Nice. <laughs> so I was like, Hey, I threw out the idea of like, maybe a GP could be next year's, um, like stretch goal trip. If we, if we make it, so I planted yeah. the seed, I planted the seed. So we'll see if, yeah. it, if it comes to fruition. Obviously. So John's company that he works for is based in Vegas and they offered up a raffle to win tickets. Obviously, John did not win, but I'm pretty sure they weren't going to pick anybody who was not in Vegas. I think that's, <laughs> that's what you said. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he didn't have much of a chance to begin with, but it's it's fine. We live in a city with a GP, so I don't know if I'll ever get to go to go to day two like Saturday because there's. I have a job that has a conflict on that day, which I think is bonkers, but I do. So anyways, uh, do you want to get into this episode? Because we, I actually have things to talk about. Yes. This, this go around. Go Let's us. do it. Let's do it. Only, only like 10 minutes of us not talking about the episode. Uh, so number one, the first note I have is, is it's fucking October. What is this timeline TLC? I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of this. I, like, I'm going to jump around here a little bit because that's what TLC is fucking doing. I'm so goddamn tired of this. Like, McKelty, like, I honestly thought we would see McKelty giving twins, giving birth. God, Jesus, I can't talk. <laughs> giving just birth. Giving, just giving twin energy. Giving twins to the world. No, giving, <laughs> <laughs> giving birth to the twins. Uh because they're like two, right? I I don't know if they're quite two yet, but yeah, they're they're old. They're older. We're we're in October twenty twenty one, so we're still like a year in the past. This is what we're being shown. This is bananas. This is enough TLC. Enough. Like you're spending fuck all on production anyway. Like. You really are. So what is it? Like, do you have one person in the editing booth? Like, literally? <laughs> I, I don't understand why you... I, they never stop filming. Uh, he, so, yes, they do technically stop filming. Uh, but 
I don't think that they're actually filming that much. What I think is happening is that they know. I think Janelle and Christine are probably willing to like film with the actual crew. But I think it is few and far between on the occasions in which Mary, Robin, I think Mary is willing to film whenever they they want to film her. Like, I think she's on board whenever, but she doesn't have much of a storyline most of the time. So she doesn't get featured very often. But I think Robin and Cody specifically do not want to film and are doing the bare fucking minimum. And so they're trying to make episodes out of the crappy self film that's going to be super freaking biased out of Robin and Cody and what they're capturing with Janelle and Christine and there's just not much to say there because that's the problem like if you're going to commit to a reality TV show you have to own the fact that there's going to be strangers with cameras in your life for a significant amount of time and a lot of this shit they're not even going to use because they have to tell a story out of all the crap that they film and they're not filming really with Cody and Robin like they're doing the confessionals but they're not actually going into that house. They're not capturing anything that's going on with them. The only time you see Robin and Mary on camera with the production crew is if they're engaging with someone else. The fight between Cody and Janelle happens with production crew there. The conversation that we see in this episode with Mary, Robin, and Cody happens with production crew. But if we look at Truly's birthday, Christmas, these these other moments that are inside the the you know private sphere of Robin and Cody, they don't allow the production crew in there because they have drawn some kind of boundary and it doesn't make for very good reality TV. No, it doesn't. And it's very annoying. And I'm just tired of it. Like TLC needs to yank them. Like, should I get off the pot, Cody and Robin? Like, if you I want, honestly don't know if there's going to be another season uh, there. I don't know how they could. The, the only way they could move forward is if they leave out Cody and Robin, because I don't I don't see anyone else dragging their fucking feet doing Nothing on camera. No. And, it's, and it's the same shit over and over again. But I think like TLC either needs to fucking wrap it up and move on or like just catch us up. So we're not two years behind. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. This is insane. And honestly, to me, the only thing that there's really here to talk about is the conversation between Mary, Cody and Robin. Yep. But just so that we acknowledge that. Janelle and Christine are the ones who are going out and doing things and bringing production with them. Agreed. So they're still in Idaho visiting uh, Christine's brothers and they go for this hike and and then they play the weirdest version of Ultimate Frisbee I have ever seen in the That's backyard. That's not Ultimate Frisbee. That's Trash Can Frisbee. I saw that and I was like, I used to own that game. That's not Ultimate Frisbee. She probably couldn't say Ultimate Frisbee or something. I don't know. She, yeah, it's, who knows? But the, I'm like, that is not Ultimate it's Frisbee. It's Trash Can Frisbee. It's Trash Can Frisbee. People break fingers playing that shit. Okay. Yeah. And to be fair, I would also be that terrible at throwing a Frisbee because I don't even throw a Frisbee for my dog because she doesn't 
My dog is not very good at fetch. Okay. She likes it when you throw it exactly one time. (laughs) (laughs) She wants to go get it and then she never brings it back. Um, so let's just get into this conversation with Robin and Cody and Mary. So they're all out on Coyote Pass and there's a picnic table. And it's the conversation. I'm going to start at this point, And I feel like you and I are both going to have a lot to say about this. The note that I'm just going to lead you because I'm salty in these notes because I was very tired yesterday. So I wrote not always the nicest things. So I said, Cody is literally trying to swindle the wives who are on the outs out of an equal share of the property. What a dick. Listen, I was trying to maybe like make some more detailed notes because like most of the time I just react to these because I've watched it, but it's like I don't I don't have enough to of an opinion to make an, a note. But anyway, I was like, okay. I was trying to follow along with Cody's logic here, writing it down. I was like, this doesn't, doesn't make logic, sense. So it doesn't make sense. You and I, I think we talked briefly about it this morning and I don't think Cody should get any share of it. No, I think he and if it was entirely up to me, he and Raman would be considered one unit because they are married and that's how marriage works in the legal system. Yes. So they I, I would be fine with the two of them together getting somewhere between a third and a half. Mm-hmm. Fine. Give them six to seven acres. A third. I would be okay with a third. Yes. I don't remember. I don't want to do the math of whatever a third of, of 14 seven is. or 14 acres is, but like somewhere under seven acres. And fuck, they can have the peace with the pond. I don't give a fuck. And I don't think anyone else does either. Christine completely walked away from the property because she doesn't want to be there. Totally fine. So that leaves the other seven acres between Mary and Janelle. For easy math. I don't understand why those two cannot split it evenly. Why Janelle and Mary can't? Yeah, why they two can't get three and a half acres each. If I'm being honest, I think that Janelle and Mary should get all of Coyote Pass. I don't think that that... I, oh, no, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I don't think that's going to happen, but I, I, I want to hear your logic. Yeah, because Christine's house was counted as a family asset <clears throat> until she yes. left. And the agreement was, because she was, as much as it sucked for her at the time, like her having Cody refinanced off the loan was a blessing in disguise for her. A hundred percent, because then she wasn't legally obligated to share any profit with him. Correct. So she's not on the property. That's the only reason, that is the only reason that Christine got walked away with anything was because Cody's name wasn't on it. That's it. That is the Mm -hmm. one and only reason. Now, (sighs) Cody's argument 
about Janelle. He's like, well, Janelle had the opportunity to buy a house just like Robin did and just like Christine didn't. She didn't do that and blah, blah, blah. So his logical thinking is that, well, she didn't take that opportunity. So she owns the acres. But Cody views the houses as family assets. Okay. So if we're going to include family assets, Robin's million dollar house on four acres on four acres completely offsets the cost of Coyote Pass. So motherfuckers, you and Robin own that shit together. That's your half. Guess what? Mary and Janelle get the get to split Coyote Pass and you two can go fuck right off. I'm sorry. They don't deserve a drop of Coyote Pass. Or if they desperately want that land, sell the house then. Sell the fucking house. Sell Coyote Pass. If you really cannot figure it out, sell it all and split it four ways. If you genuinely can't figure it out. And I hope to God... That they that that Mary and Janelle get together and hire a fucking lawyer and sue the fucking pants off those two. I honestly think I I I don't disagree with your logic here. I think that the only fair way is that every if if you don't count uh Robin and Cody as one unit because they're married. If you're looking at four individuals, a Cody's name comes off of Mary and Janelle's share. Like, Robin and Cody are not on those two shares at all. They have nothing to do with it moving forward. If you're going to count them as four individuals and each individual gets three and a half acres and we let go of this idea of creating a fifth lot because that's bullshit. It's bullshit. Bullshit. Yes, you're raising your hand. I'm trying to be respectful because I jump over you all the time. Okay, so I'm trying to not to do that. We need to circle back to that. We're gonna we're gonna come back. We're gonna come. We're gonna come back. I will remind you. We're gonna okay. come back. However, during this conversation, I know a lot of people are mad because Mary did not push this subject more on camera. A, there's definitely shit that got left on the cutting room floor about this conversation. There's a hundred percent stuff that TLC took out of this conversation. We don't know what else happened. I very much feel like Mary's reaction to Cody's like pretty much plainly stating that Robin gets four acres, Janelle gets four acres, he gets four acres, she gets two acres, and her saying like okay to that is her being like thank you for documenting this on fucking national television for when I go get a lawyer and get my fucking equal share and yeah I do think Mary is petty enough to fight over an acre and a half good good if Mary like maybe it's the petty bitch in me but if Mary put out a GoFundMe and says I'm gonna sue Cody so that I can get my what what was it how many acres <laughs> three and a half <laughs> three and a half acres I'd send that bitch 50 bucks okay like you go girl get your bag that's bullshit he is trying to boy math his way 
out of giving his wives their fair share. Yeah. Everything he's doing is really manipulative and really abusive. Uh-huh. And it's super not cool. So I, I'm i going to give Mary a little bit of grace on how she reacted to this conversation. Now, you wanted to go back to a point. Really quick. You want to do it? Yes. I actually think Mary's reaction was great. Mm-hmm. I, because that, like you said, all she's doing, like, I think people don't understand when you're in, when you're going to be in a legal situation with somebody and you know that that's a possibility, you have to be extremely careful of what you say. Mm-hmm. And so her underreaction is probably the best reaction. Yep. Her non-reaction is the best thing she can do. Hey, Rosie. Sorry, everyone, for if I'm not able to completely cut out my dog barking at quite literally nothing. John is not home, so he can't babysit her right now. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Just let her. <laughs> no, don't hit me. That's not the solution here, dog. Um. Anyways, you wanted to come back to Mary and something. I already forgot. I am so sorry. That's okay. We'll come across it again. <laughs> Probably. Okay, so the next point I had here is Robin's lot is the is only going to her children. And then Cody goes to say something and she shuts him the fuck down. Okay. We talked about this this morning, but do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You you may go first. One, I thought it was bullshit the way she said that because I don't know if any of the other wives would have phrased it that way had it been them. It just doesn't sound like something that any of them, quite frankly, would have said. Even Mary. Um, And... Oh, fuck me. I just... Ah. It was very telling that she was so specific to point out that her, her. share of the property will be willed down to, to her, her children. children. Mm-hmm. So only her five. Yes. Now, I have a conspiracy theory. Because when do I not have a fucking conspiracy theory? That part of the reason why Cody is grappling and fighting I'm sorry my dog is loud folks just welcome to the pod anyways Cody is trying to get as many acres as he possibly can from the other wives because right now they would have eight acres they have five children because she's the three from the previous marriage and they have two biologically together I think Cody wants to take his and Robin's land and gift every one of their those five children an acre or a smidge more of land for them to build on for themselves. 
and then they could have like a rental property because I don't think they're ever going to sell the million dollar house that they live in. I think they're going to live in that house for the rest of their lives. I don't think Cody and Robin will ever build a house on that property. I don't I don't know about that part about the building bit. I maybe the gifting the acres to the kids. I see. Um, I, I do agree with you that Cody definitely has some kind of plan that Robin is at least somewhat aware of because she shut down whatever he was about to say so fucking fast. Like, I would love to know what he was about to say. Because I would bet you money it had nothing to do with en- giving it anyone but Robin's children anything. I could not concur with you more. It has. He is. I would not be surprised if Cody is like intentionally cutting all of his other children out of whatever will and testament he may have. Like Everything he has is only going to go to Robin and her children. I think maybe it's just the way I heard you say it. So correct me if I'm wrong. The way I see it is I don't think he's like intentionally out to torch his relationship with his kids. I don't think that's the way it's happening. I think he sees it as the whole like oh they're being disrespectful disloyal so to him that's a reason to cut it off it's not a hundred percent yeah it's not like he's like okay what excuse can i use to cut this kid out of my life i don't think that's what's happening but i think any excuse they give him he'll use a hundred percent because that kind of leads into another point I will eventually make about the reason why he doesn't want to be public about his split with Mary being about him having to be the person who actually instigated the situation and he will take any opportunity he can get to reduce the people he is leaving things to because ultimately he only really wants to do it for Robin and her children. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't have a good reason not to, and he doesn't want to look bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's Cody's whole Anything else to say about that portion of all of it? Just that I think the, I think I said it earlier this season, like the mental gymnastics that this man is capable of committing is impressive. (laughs) Gold medal in mental gymnastics. Like, what the fuck? I just Hashtag don't understand. I do not follow his logic. I just don't. I just don't. Because it's not logical. Logic to, to follow the logic, it has to make sense. And it doesn't. Anyways, the next note I have in here is I understand where Mary is coming from. Just because she was only able to have one child does not make her less of a wife. Just because she doesn't have a relationship with Cody anymore doesn't mean she doesn't deserve an equal share of the property they have all invested in. I could not agree with that statement more. 
I will say my quick piece and then let you, because good God, that made me so angry as like just equating a woman to the amount of children that she can produce, like as her value in the family is disgusting in my opinion, like just, ugh. I don't like it. I don't like it. No. I will say that, like, this is complete conjecture on my end. This is just me, again, having a out-of-left-field conspiracy theory. But I think Cody began to slowly dissolve his relationship with Mary from literally episode like season one when she's like i don't want to do ivf i don't want to try to have another child because she has she's been fairly open on the show about having sort of unexplained infertility there's no reason for her to not have had more children but she has not been able to and i think her not being able to have more children for him is part of the reason why he kind of wiped his hands of that relationship. And I know that that is a crazy theory, but I think that that is the root of the problem for the two of them. She was not able to give him five, six kids. And that is the thing he clearly values above all else from his wives, therefore making her inconsequential Mm -hmm. in his world. I like that argument where like, well, Mary has one child. It's bullshit. And, and that isn't the point. Like no. I could I could see I could see an argument when and I, I I honestly could probably remember having this conversation back then when all the children were younger. When Robin first came into the picture and Mary did have one child and Christine had six and Janelle had six, I could see a slightly different reallocation of resources in those instances for legitimate like reasons like mm-hmm. I physically need this space to go around. But now when it that that doesn't mean that Mary gets less in the end, because she only had one child. Like, that's not how that fucking works. It's like, what's what's good for the, the household is supposed to be good for everybody, right? So, like, just because Mary may need to give in a little bit at this point doesn't mean that she doesn't deserve the equal respect and share that every other wife is going to get. It's bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. Yeah. I mean, if I... I would never become a polygamist because no thank you. I If I was going to set the, up the financial structure of a family like this, I would say every wife gets X amount of money from the family household. And then for every child that they have, they get X amount of additional dollars. Because at that point, it is consequentially fair. You're getting compensated. It's kind of how like 
child support works, TBH, mm-hmm. like alimony and child support. But like that is how I would structure how they would divvy up funds financially. But especially when it comes to Coyote Pass, Mary has invested into that property just as much as everyone else has. So regardless of the number of crotch goblins she's created, she deserves an equal portion of what she has invested in. Arguably, Mary would have theoretically contributed more financially because she spent less time pregnant than all the other wives. Correct. And I don't mean that in a nasty way. I'm just mathematically, she would have. So Correct. It's <sighs> the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, but this is what happens when a woman's value only lies in being a wife and a mother. And we see a little bit of that in the conversation mm-hmm. that Christine has with her brothers and with Janelle about how the church preached that like the end of times was coming and so women didn't need to get a college degree. I liked that Christine's dad was like, no, go to college. <laughs> same. Same, same, same. So my next note, unless you have anything else you want to say about the finance side of this, is I think Robin wants to yell and scream at Cody. So when Mary's like, I have a bomb to drop, and then she starts talking about not renewing her lease in Flagstaff, it cuts to robin's confessional and she's like i want to yell and i want to scream and i'm like i'm pretty sure she wants to yell and scream at cody yeah i i think she does i will say i think i texted you this but that scene like where that whole exchange but in the end like you could tell robin didn't know this was gonna happen and i don't think i I don't think cody did either no i think production knew and mary knew yeah i do too because i think that that was one of the first times we saw the real robin in my opinion at least that i've seen because she made this face when she said to Mary, like, because she was like, nothing's going to change between you and I or you, me and him or whatever. And Robin was like, oh, yeah, promise. And the way she tilted her head and like she like sneered, snarled her lip a little bit. It was ugly. And it was mm-hmm. this like nasty side that I don't think I've ever seen out of any of the wives like Mary is probably the closest because she can be kind of bitchy but like in a blunt way but like this was a like the read it gave me was like oh yeah or is it really not gonna change like mm-hmm like it was just a very like snarky yeah so but I think that that came from Robin and Mary having conversations and like Robin and Mary promising to each other that they were going to stick this out. And she's like, well, you're walking back from that promise. You're not, are you going to walk back from this one too? And I'm like, well, you're not giving me much reason to follow through on it right now, bitch. So, but also it's like, where is this hatred for Cody? He's the one destroying the covenant, right? 
Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest, real. Because you know what? Like, I, I kind of alluded to this before. And like I've said, what Mary did was wrong with the whole catfishing and having an unemotional affair. It's wrong. There's not an excuse. That doesn't mean that there wasn't a reason it happened. Okay. And Mary said it. He emotionally abandoned her long before the catfishing incident happened. Why the fuck do you think it happened in the first place, people? Like, we all knew watching that show how miserable Mary and Cody were. They didn't like each other at that point. Not initially. Like, you initially, they had a really good relationship. And you, like, it was strained, but, like, you could see it. They cared about each other. They loved each other. But, like, it just, in Vegas, it just changed. And you could see it, that he just didn't give a fuck about her anymore. He just didn't. He dropped everybody for Robin. And I think Mary felt it first the most. Mm-hmm. She didn't have the insulation of having a brood of children the way that no. the other wives did. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. But the difference is, is that Mary was willing. And I think Janelle said it best, like Mary's very loyal and she takes it very seriously. And mm-hmm. I think that she does. Because I think yeah. if she was going to leave because she didn't give a shit. She would have a long time a ago. A long time ago. When the catfishing thing blew up in her face, she would have left then. But she didn't. I. <laughs> yeah. I think that even with Robin, like, stepping away, I don't think it's that she couldn't handle the conversation. She recognized that she couldn't control the situation anymore. She could not control the direction of this conversation. She was not going to get them to stop and reevaluate because the thing that Robin demanded of Cody, the thing that is Robin's deal breaker is monogamy. And she could, she knew, she knew that the end of that conversation was going to result in her living a monogamous life. I can see where you're coming from. I think a big part of her walk, getting up. Sorry. Leave my plant alone. My cat is trying to eat my plant. I think a big part of the reason her. What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, Robin getting up and walking away oh, yeah, yeah. from okay. the conversation. I think a big part of the reason that she got up and walked away is because she didn't want to actually cry on camera because I think she was actually crying. Um, also, I think she's like me. She's probably like an ugly crier, like Kim K. That's probably a big reason why she doesn't want to be caught on camera because she looks awful, like doing the fake dabbing eye thing. Um, but there's that. But then I agree with you. I think she knew where that conversation was going and she was in denial and she didn't want to hear it. She just ran away. That was fight or flight syndrome right there. And she fucking fled. Like, <laughs> but it's like how, how much good that did her, though, because it didn't 
No. She came back and they just kept the conversation going. I do want to say that I called it that this was the whole like mommy and daddy are having a divorce conversation. You did. You did in fact call this, but I just Yeah. I, okay. I just I I don't know. I thought the shit coming out of Cody's mouth was impressive. <laughs> impressively stupid yeah like I couldn't I I couldn't believe the things that he was saying just one like you were married to this person for what was it 30 something years now 32 32 years and you and he spoke about me the way he spoke about her I no wonder his kids don't talk to him. On national television, the shit he said about her, and we talked about this earlier today on the phone, about how, like, I didn't understand this. I think you did initially. I didn't. Because I was watching last season, and I was like, what the fuck? Why? I, I didn't remember the delays in production. Right. So in my brain, I'm like, why the fuck is she still putting up with this shit? But what I've come to since realize is that she didn't everything we saw Mary of up until this point, she hadn't seen that fucking infamous clip of him saying, I don't consider myself married to her. Like, Jesus Christ. Can you imagine seeing that on television after being with somebody for 32 years and that is what they say about you? And the fact heartbreaking. that heartbreaking and the fact that like he tried to don't make this about what I said, Mary. Let's make this about what it is. Excuse it, it me. It is about what you said. The question. You're the one saying shit. The question, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, was she not explaining why she decided that she didn't want to do this anymore? Gee, Mm -hmm. Cody, this is the consequences of your fucking actions, sir. You said it. You can't control how that makes her feel. That is what was one of the nails in the coffin for her. Rightfully fucking so. That poor woman should have been told a long ass time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. So, so if you're if you have are a listener and you're not entirely catching on to what we're talking about because she's alluding to a conversation we had this morning. I'm so sorry. Is, <laughs> is reportedly this is not confirmed that the scene at, on the picnic bench at in this episode was filmed. After the tell-all for season 17. So it is much more probable that Mary had seen some clips of what Cody said about her during that scene, during that. And that is ultimately what led her to deciding to just not being a really like not even attempt to hold out hope for a relationship with Cody. And uh, uh, do I think that they had any kind of reconcilable differences? No, I I think that they have been done for a long time, but 
at the same time, I think that regardless, this is a someone who, you know, is a, a mother to one of your children and you spent 30 years in a relationship with, she deserved better from Cody. And he just, he does not want to be held accountable for the things that come out of his own fucking mouth. And it is despicable to me. It really is. It really fucking is. And the fact that, like, he... He straight up was like, don't blame me. And I'm like, there's literally no one else to blame, motherfucker. You stopped being married to her like 10 years ago. Who the fuck else is there to blame? I know. And like, it's so sad to me because I feel like it took Mary a really long time to see what everybody else saw until he said it in explicit terms. And I would just be so embarrassed if I was Mary. And I'm sure she is. She probably feels incredibly embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't, the other, the other part of that conversation, and I know we're kind of jumping around here a little bit that didn't, you said it earlier, stuff hit the cutting room floor and there was something he said that did not make sense to me in this conversation. And I think this kind of goes to this larger part of like, just because like you, Cody definitely abandoned Mary a long ass time ago. We we agree this, but like in my brain, as a non polygamist, the concept of a plural marriage is is like this is a covenant. This is it for life. Like you don't get to just decide. Like I don't want to do this with you, Mary, anymore. Like, and I get that Christine did, but I feel like it's a little bit different because Christine up and said, like, I don't believe in this entire concept anymore. That's different. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not the same thing as what Cody is saying here. Cody, Christine is like, I don't want to be a polygamist. I don't like this lifestyle. I want someone who loves me. I want to be the love of someone's life, which is fair. But, mm-hmm. like, Mary made this, con- like, commitment to being a polygamist and the family and the overall arching good. Cody says that, but isn't following through at this point. He's slowly doing what fucking cowards do when they're too afraid to break up with somebody. They act like a fucking asshole until they leave. And that's what he was waiting for Mary to do. And he, and, and like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm on my soapbox. I'm going to stop. (laughs) And she wasn't going to leave. And he's mad that he had to draw the line in the sand and that she is actively talking about him being the one who did it, ultimately making him look bad. Because the difference between the way that Christine and Janelle have left Cody versus the way that Mary has ended her relationship with Cody is that Christine, like you said, no longer has the faith in that religion. She doesn't believe in polygamy. She doesn't believe in that church anymore. So it's very easy for her to walk away. Janelle still has the the faith system, but she does not 
want to be in a relationship with Cody. She she's she's done, but she's openly admitted on the show on a couple of occasions now that she does not know how to end her relationship with Cody because she doesn't have like a reason within their faith to do so. I think you can just leave because you're pretend married anyway, it's, but that is just me. According um, to their faith, it's messy and difficult at where they are currently. Correct. The difference with Mary, though, is that he, I'm fully in belief that he abandoned her a long time ago. Agreed. And on top of that, he's the one who left her. Uh-huh. He put the end to their relationship. Agreed. And she, in his faith, in his, in this religion, that is very bad for him to do. And beca- But he had no other choice because Mary wouldn't have left otherwise. Nope. So this is why, in comparison to Christine and Janelle, he was so adamantly against anything about the marriage between him and Mary being public. He's like, he was very much like, no, I don't want you to talk about it in public. And she's right. She has the right to tell her story to whoever the fuck she feels like. I guess I kind of assumed he had those same conversation with Janelle, but maybe not about like, like, Hey, let's keep this private. But now that you say that, cause like Janelle doesn't seem the type to like, not say that either. But mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that he had the balls to ask Mary to not say anything is disgusting. Just disgusting. He's a coward. And again, I agree with you. He left her a long time ago. A long time ago. And just the fact he got mad at Robin over pushing it and quote advocating for her sister wife. <laughs> Come on. When that's like a principle of their religion that she's supposed to do that but we've all talked about this before robin never lived polygamy she didn't never she thought she was and she thinks that that is what she wants but it's not really can we talk i know this is kind of backtracking a little bit but i do want to touch on the joke (gasps) that robin makes at the beginning of the conversation she makes this joke about wanting to have her own slice of the pie of the property. Because what if she leaves Cody too? I was shocked that she said that. Shocked. I didn't expect her to say that at all. She strikes me as the kind of woman to say, that's not funny. You shouldn't joke about things like that. Same. She's definitely not, in my opinion, somebody who would make like divorce jokes. I'm I'm that person. I don't think you should talk about divorcing your like joke about divorcing your spouse. Like, why are we talking about this? This is weird. Um, But I think it's very interesting that she brought that up, because in a joke like that, there's always a kernel of truth, which means it has crossed her mind to leave Cody. I'm sorry. Stop dying. Yeah. I don't feel like you don't you don't say things like that unless you've thought about it. Or or you've been divorced 
which kind of does cover Robin a little bit. Um, only okay. I'm gonna amend what I just said a second ago. Only because, like, I don't think coming from Robin, I I was very surprised because she, again, like I said, doesn't strike me as the type of person to make that sort of joke. Now, I'm a divorced person. I am married to my second husband. I'm extremely happy. Melissa can vouch for that. But, like, I also am very much, at, like, maybe it's just, like, a very uh, insecure bit in me. Like, you never know what will happen kind of thing. So, maybe that is her inner, like, scared person saying a really uncouth joke. Because she's uncomfortable. I'm going to ask you this question. Do you make jokes with Mark about divorcing him? No. Okay. So... I will say that they, I don't, I've only been married once and that's my goal is to just be married to John until we both die next to each other or we become cyborgs. However, I have my money and he has his money and we don't intermingle our money because should the shit hit the fan and one of us decide to leave it will be very easy for us to split those assets and that is not because I think I'm ever going to divorce my husband it is because I am a feminist and my money is my fucking money and I don't need his fair fair I will say this I don't make jokes about divorcing Mark I do make jokes about Mark divorcing me because I know that I can be difficult. <laughs> so I know that I'm an extremely lucky woman that this man loves me. And I, I do feel incredibly blessed. I love him so much. Um, so, yeah, I do make jokes like that. <laughs> but not like how Robin made. No, no. Mm-mm. I wouldn't do that. Mm-mm. I would make it no, the other because- way around, though. <laughs> yeah but like that's different that is you being self-deprecating about your own personal flaws and be like I wouldn't be surprised if you divorced me because I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs it is not the same as saying I need my own slice of the property in case I decide to leave you yeah this is true not the same (laughs) this is not the same okay not the same all right so i will now amend my amendment it is more so (laughs) the divorce joke bit i will make divorce jokes (laughs) (laughs) but Um, they won't have the mildly serious tone the way robin's did exactly no not even remotely it'll just be like please don't leave me mark Please don't leave me. I know I'm crazy. Um, I don't say that John will leave me. I'm just like, please don't hate me. I have a really ridiculously random thing I need you to do for me. That's kind of more my vein as well. But every once in a while, I can tell like when I'm really fucking annoying him. (laughs) I love you so much. Please don't leave me. (laughs) He knows I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I only have one more bullet point. Okay. <laughs> it's not a happy one. Oh, okay. We're probably not going to be giggling. It is, I hate the language, like, act 
performance and fake. That's not how a relationship is supposed to be. Mm He is only doing it for Robin. Yeah, that was, I was surprised he said that on national television. I'm not. He doesn't give a shit anymore. He knows that he's never (sighs) going to win over the fans. I guess that's true, but I mean, wow. Like, way to just really expose yourself. Like, you know, and... Uh, While you gather your thoughts, I'm going to say this. Go ahead. Because I can see you, like, struggling a little bit, and I just, I feel the need to say this. Okay. This whole... I will do my duty. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say this, and this is just me being an overly intellectual person sometimes. Um, In olden times, like think back to like the Renaissance and stuff. That was a euphemism of women having to put out for men. You had to do your marital duty. You had to have sex with your spouse. Wait, is that not what he meant? I thought that's what he meant. No, he means like, existing in her world talking to her at all they haven't had sex since vegas you cannot tell me those two were fucking having sex well no i didn't think they were but then when he said it that way it was like oh well that must be what he meant i don't think that that's what he meant i think he means like having literally any conversations with her um jill's dog just broke into her office it was very entertaining hi mandy thanks for being good at opening doors you notice how they're all in here now. Of, of course they are, because mom is entertaining. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So Wait. I don't think that that's what he meant. I think he means literally doing his duty is conversing it all, like engaging it all with Mary. But that's the thing. He wasn't. Though, like, and that's what I was so confused about how I was with Mary. She's like, it's really odd because he says he's willing to supposedly like fake being in love with me and fake being in a relationship. But that's not what you've been doing, which is correct. It's not what you've been doing, Cody, which is why everybody's so pissed at you. It's like. Just admit it, man. Just at, like, I think that's the part that I don't know if Cody would just, like, benefit from. Just come out and say, just say it, Cody. Like, listen, I thought I wanted to be a polygamist. I thought I did. I thought I loved Mary. I thought I loved Christine and Janelle in the way that I was supposed to. And then I met Robin and I just met the person that I own uh, that I wanted to be with only. Mm-hmm. And I just can't do this anymore. And I'm so sorry. I think if he had just come out and like, yes, people would be hurt and devastated and sad, but I think he would be less hated, a lot less hated by not only America, but by his children. But the fact that the man has just refused to acknowledge that not only does he have a favorite wife, but he very clearly has favorite fucking children as well. It's like, come on. Just admit it. 
But I, I think that's what everyone is so frustrated about is that the entire world yeah. sees what he refuses to admit to himself. Yes. And that level of delusion is infuriating because it's like it, it feels like he's trying to gaslight the entirety of America. And I'm yeah. like, dude, you you don't actually have that superpower. Like you are not a supervillain that can just gaslight all, like there is no level of propaganda that you can produce that is going to get people to agree with you. This is why I can't wait to see the fucking tell-alls and see oh. because his comments about how like all oh, they're trash talking me because I'm guilty of not loving them. First of all, first you of- are guilty of not loving them. <sighs> yeah, I mean yes, but this is the thing. It's, it's okay to an extent to not love somebody, but the way he has gone about handling that entire situation has been cruel. Absolutely cruel. Like, I'm not, you cannot make somebody love someone else. I don't think anybody, is Christine angry that he didn't love her? Probably a little bit. Not anymore, I don't think. But initially, yeah. Because I think she really loved him. And I think that that hurt. But like. There's a reason why genies can't make people fall in love with you. Yes. Like it doesn't work that way. So like I think as long as everybody was just willing to acknowledge the truth. Everyone could have moved on. Yeah. The only person who's been unwilling to acknowledge the truth really though. Is Cody. And Robin. Well yeah. But like. Here's the thing. I think Robin. I don't think she really knows what polygamy is and like the reality of it because she's never actually lived it. But I think Robin has romanticized the idea of polygamy to a point where she thinks that that is what she wants. And that is her truth. But there's no way to know if that is actually what she really wants because she's in this relationship with Cody and I don't think they're going to bring in any more wives. I think he's done. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I agree. (coughs) I'm sorry. I agree that he doesn't want any more wives for sure. He's done. I don't think Robin's going to be happy with that. I don't think she's she didn't want that. I mean, she had her whole little boohoo meltdown at the end of the episode. Like, do I feel a little bit bad for somebody whose life didn't turn out the way they wanted it to? Yeah, I do. But at the same time, I also think that Robin really needs to look at her actions and mm-hmm. kind of consider the fact that her actions played in a huge role in what happened to her family and Cody as well. I don't think they're going to do it, but no. And here's the thing. I do not, I don't have a problem with Cody and Robin being head over heels, madly in love with each other. It's annoying. Be in love, be happy. I love love. Yeah. I love love, but you can't say that, Robin entering into this family wasn't the catalyst alongside being on national television that destroyed this family, that took this family down to its bare bones and broke it. Yeah, 
I would agree because, like, as much as I dislike Robin and I dislike Cody, I don't actually care that they're happy. I really don't. No. It's more about the fact that the otherwise weren't treated fairly and equitably. That's the part that upsets me. It's not so much. And I think, you know, honestly, now that you've said it that way, like, I think that's, that's pro- it's probably the way the kids feel, too. It's not so I think initially it was like all oh, Robin's like sucking all the time. But then I think once they they saw it the way the audience sees it now, it's like it's not so much that like you love Robin. It's that you just don't love anybody else at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a fact that like he does. He is not capable of both loving Robin and loving other people at the same no. time. He's not. And which makes him a really bad polygamist. Yeah. TBH. Yeah. And incapable, like not well suited for that religion. No. No, definitely not. Yeah. And, and that is all of the bullet points that I have. Do you have any final thoughts? I don't have any final anything thoughts. Anything we missed? I, I don't think we really missed anything. Oh, you know what? There was a portion in the sneak peeks that didn't make it into the episode where Mary kind of calls Cody about out about how he's like, no, you, you did love me. Um, which we didn't see in the episode. So I'm assuming it's going to be either in bonus content or in the tell all. I would guess bonus content. I don't know. You saw that, right? I did, but I don't know. They might have just they might have put it in the sneak peek and then forgotten that it wasn't actually in the episode. Does that happen that often though? Um no, but who the fuck knows? I don't know. But I, I wouldn't am, put anything past TLC at this point. I know. What like TLC needs to get his fucking shit together when it comes to this show, man. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so I don't really have much else out on on this show because other than like, I can't wait to see the tell alls. That's I'm what, intrigued. Yeah, because I feel like that's going to give us one, an indicator of where the show's going to go. Yeah. Like, are we done done or are we kind of done? I think we're done done. I, I have this feeling that we're going to be done done. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. So I guess we'll find out what, like, around Christmas is time? Right before Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Well. They could just, especially with the, like, I mean, reality TV shows much less affected by, like, the SAG and the writer strike, but especially with the TLC, might, like, even though it, Sister Wives is getting crazy ratings right now, I I don't know if they would try to push it because... It seems like Cody and Robin are so resistant to filming. They do. They seem like a huge obstacle. That like it have to be a different iteration of what we're seeing now, mm-hmm. like a Sister Wives, but not, but not not Sister Wives. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to explain because it, it wouldn't need like you could drop Cody and Robin and Mary. You could and just do a Christine and Janelle Sister Wives. I mean, and TLC is known for doing stuff like that. When the first of the many scandals of Josh Duggar came out, 
they rebranded 18 Kids and Counting to Counting On and talked about the sisters and the other siblings that, and focused less on the parents. That's a whole... Like, maybe we should do, like, a TLC... The Dark Side of TLC episode. <laughs> How they like to exploit people or yeah. allow people to use it as a vehicle to to espouse about their cult. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's funny because what I remember when I was growing up, like before it turned into these kinds of shows, TLC was called The Learning Channel. That is what TLC stood for. And I remember lots of documentaries that they would do about, like, babies being born, which was where mm-hmm. a lot of these, like, shows came from originally was about mm-hmm. pregnancy and people going to the hospital and giving birth. I think it was, like, birth story or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was crazy to me. Like, and they had all sorts of stuff like that. And and I think John and Kate Plus 8 started as, like, a docu-show. Like, just a doc, like an hour-long docu-series. Like, special about yes. the family. And she was, I think it was when she was, like, 13 or 14 kids. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into, let's find the weird oddities of America and mm-hmm. put them on on TV. Because isn't that where, like, Intervention was originally, too? Yeah. Was on TLC? Yeah. No. So, like, they definitely started... Ex- wasn't that... Because they know they have 600-pound life. Wasn't it Hoarders? And they had Hoarders. Wasn't it Hoarders? Yeah, because Hoarders and Intervention were kind of, like, the darker shows or may- of TLC. Or maybe they were always on a and I don't remember. I don't know. God, it's been a long time since I had cable. The TV of my childhood right there. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like Intervention, though, if I'm being honest. That was a little much it, for me. It, I didn't really like... I watched a lot of Hoarders, and it always spurred me to clean my house. Not that my house is dirty. I am definitely not a hoarder. I have a lot of things. I am not a hoarder. I watched a lot of Hoarders. Because my mother, God rest her soul, was a hoarder, like a real one. I'm not joking. Um, And I don't say that lightly. It caused a lot of stress growing up. Um, It didn't get as bad as what was on the TV shows. But it's a lot. Like... It, and my dad has, it's taken like two years and he's not quite done going through everything. You know, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and I, I think there's a vast difference between the people who hoard things and the people who hold like waste and garbage. Trash. Yeah. Yeah, there's like, the, my mom was not a trash order. My mom was an object order. So, like, lots of fucking clothes. Like, not, not to put my mom's business out there, but, like, a lot of fucking clothes. I remember mm-hmm. uh, going into her room at one point, or their room, and there was, like, 
a lot of piles of clothes. And I'm like, I'm a messy person. But this was like permanent fixtures of clothing. Piles. Mm -hmm. Permanent piles of clothing. I mean, of the types of hoarders, I would take the one that has too many clothes over the one who like keeps their urine in a milk jug. No kidding. Uh, For sure. No, that never, it it didn't get like that. Um, It didn't get like that. So I kind of waffle through these things now. Like I do keep, uh, I do have a lot of things, but like I do try to get rid as well because I don't want to be that. I don't want to, I don't want to end up with a lot of stuff. So I I don't mind purging, but I have a lot of like collections. (laughs) Yeah. That is a thing. And I like, here's, here's a fair warning to everyone. When you have a parent who passes away, (laughs) um, that is how my mom became a hoarder. So that's very easy to become one when your parent passes away, because like all of a sudden things that didn't mean very much to you before, like suddenly become extremely sentimental. So, uh, like I'll give you an example. It's silly. My parents were like stationed in the UK for a little while and they would go to Turkey a lot and they have these beautiful brass Turkish lamps. And, um, I asked my dad about them the other day. Cause like my mom had her own, I was a kid, but like, it's just those things. And then like, every time I come back from my dad's house, I've got something else at my mom's. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I'm like, you how just, many things of your mom's do you need? Exactly. You just like, Oh gosh. Okay. I gotta stop. So, yeah, I'm very fortunate. My mom only has like a few like sentimental items. Like she collected bells because my dad used to travel when I was a kid. So he would travel like 75% of the year. Mm -hmm. So he would bring my sister back a thimble, my me back a snow globe, like the cheap plastic snow globes. I have a vast collection of these from all over the country. And then he would bring my mom back a bell. So she has a bunch of these bells from all over the country. And then she has these Cupid dolls. So think of like precious moments, but naked. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to, I don't know how to, you can Google them. I don't even think they make Cupies anymore, but she has like dozens of these things <laughs> that some I'm probably let's be honest it's probably going to be me that has to decide do we keep the cupies or do we sell the cupies Listen, when mom dies I had to like this will that that'll be what my kids they'll be it'll be my Legos they're like mm-hmm. what the fuck do I do with all these goddamn Legos and uh my Dickens village those will be the things that the kids are like, I don't know what to so do So the with Dickens this. Village they may keep. I can see them keep, like, one of them wanting to keep that. You know what, though? I would, so, my my dad offered me my mom's china and silverware, like, real silverware. And then originally, I was like, no. I was like, when am I ever going to use that stuff? Like, I don't need it. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I texted him. I was like, hey, you didn't uh, get rid of mom's china, did you? He was like, no. I was like, good. So I picked it up the other day. We're going to use it at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think my parents still have like their China China anymore because we never used it. We only used it at like Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff. And like I told Mark, but like all the like it comes in these funky cases that it's stuff. But like her, some of hers are broken. I'm gonna have to replace the bags because like I don't even have anywhere to put it. I I don't. I'm just gonna use it on the holidays because I don't. It's so beautiful, and they just sit in bags. Yeah, my mom has this nativity scene from before she was born. Like it is old, and that is one of those things that like. I don't know which of me and my siblings is going to get to have it, but I think one of us is going to get to have it. And it's not that like we're hyper religious people, but it is this thing that we remember from our entire. (laughs) This is a funny story. So my mom has this love of reindeer. Okay. She freaking loves reindeer. And there is this figurine statue thing that we have that is called Christmas. Okay. So so it's a moose that has like a fuzzball glued to its nose to make it into a reindeer. Cute. And so I feel like there will be arguments of who gets Chris moose. You know, <laughs> it's funny you say that. I was walking around Hobby Lobby with Mark the other day. And uh, they have, by the way, if you're not, if you like Christmas shit and you have a Hobby Lobby near you, fucking run there okay i don't remember how their sales cycle works but christmas decor is 50 percent off so just go because it's so cheap it's so cheap it's stupid but we were walking around the other day and i saw this goofy looking santa and it was this little like three foot statue thing and it reminded me of this god awful stat like santa not statue but like doll and it was this rubber looking santa doll it was like creepy as fuck and like Paige and i hated that santa hated it thought it was weird and creepy the other and like genuinely i was like oh god i don't know why i would ever want this santa or anything and like I found myself walking around Hobby Lobby the other day. I'm like, what the fuck ever happened to that weird ass Santa? <laughs> like, <laughs> genuinely, like, where did it go? And how can I yeah. find it? <laughs> I don't, I, so I have, you know, we're both old. So you know how they used, instead of like the inflatables, there were the hard plastic molded, Yes. Christmas lawn decor. Yes. I have my family's light up Santa. Oh, yeah. I have it in my attic. Sorry, siblings. It's mine. I got Santa. (laughs) I'm not giving it to either of you. You can fight me over it. Um, So, yeah, I have that. And it's like this super cool retro thing I have. And I'm probably never going to get rid of it. But yeah. We, I didn't have like a, a a specific like tradition that my parents would put up every year for theirs. It was more of the like putting up the lights. That was the thing. Mm -hmm. Very Griswold-esque, but that was again, more my sister's jam. 
But now, as an adult, I have very specific Christmas <laughs> decorations that I put up. And um, I fucking love those things. And genuinely, I've been, like, toying with the idea of changing up the theme this year. I know her eyes just went wide, you guys. Because <laughs> I think for God, what, like, 10 years? Has it been 10 years that I've been doing the same thing for Christmas now? I mean, when we first met, you really wanted to make like a cardboard cutout of the Grinch and have just write ditto. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> In lights. I kind of like, got it. have a single string mm-hmm. of lights that like he's stealing them, which is very entertaining. So that's that's what I ended up getting was the Grinch with the string pulling the string lights. And then I got Max a few years ago as well. So the thought was I could go further and do Cindy Lou, but I've been doing that for like 10 years now. And like you gotta commit. It's been it's been ten years. You have to commit. Okay, so here's Cindy Lou Who. Okay, so here's the thing though. Like, cause Mark really wants to start going in, like leaning into Griswold mode, right? Like going full lights, right? So then the thought is like, well, do we shift it to Griswold and like do the whole thing? So we've decided for this year we are going to stick with the Grinch theme and then we will probably we will probably change themes next year. Uh, Definitely not changing themes, but my theme is doesn't make any sense. Don't judge me. I buy the inflatables for all of the animals that are have no business being in oh, Christmas. God. You're one of those people. You're one so of I have, like, those people. A uni- I have a unicorn. I have a narwhal. I have multiple dragons. Okay, I like the dragons. I mean, yeah. as long as it's consistent. What I don't- oh, they're all weird-ass creatures. Okay, that's- That make no sense. Okay, that's fine. As long as it's like consistent, I'm okay. I hate the people who try to make shit, and I'm like, no, you gotta no pick one, pick one. I'm someday, not this Christmas because I'm moving this Christmas, but I'm gonna make a sign of like the king's menagerie. That's very cute. (laughs) Sometimes it's not just a hat rack. So I am a big. We are big National Lampoon Christmas Vacation fans, which is as you should be. Yeah, which is kind of like to the point where we dressed up like Clark and Ellen Griswold for Christmas. So that's just an idea of where we're at. I'm trying to get him there. Like, I really want to do like full like I want the movie house. I want the whole house. You can't have the whole house. Okay, I'm working my way there. But I'm also going to try my arch again, which failed spectacularly last year. It didn't fail. It just fell down. Okay, so Mark and I have been working on better ways to connect it to the house. There we (laughs) go. 
If it's on my track, it's easier to cut out. <laughs> Rosie, what if I told you there's no one outside? You don't believe me. Um, just for everyone's reference, my unicorn. So it all started with a unicorn and a dragon and the unicorn I named Spike and the dragon I named Sprinkles. I like it. Like, look at this guy. I love that. That's that's Sprinkles and here here's Spike. That's adorable. They're they're absurd. They make no sense. But that's why I love them. I am gonna I will uh post pictures, I guess. Maybe. We'll see of my arch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of it existing and then dying? No. Listen. It's going to be permanent. Instead of like putting each of the the balls on individually every year, I'm going to hot glue these fuckers. And you didn't do that in the first place? No. Girl. I know. Girl, no one's got time to individually attach Christmas ornament balls to an archway. Listen, I spent like six hours on this fucking thing and then one storm and it fell down. I was so sad. So I'm going to give this another shot. So wish me luck. I'm going to start this week. Ooh, never mind. I'll keep going. I'm on a rabbit hole, so I'll just keep going. Yeah, we went from sister wives to holiday decor. So maybe, maybe we should just call this episode a wrap. Probably. Anyways, so thank you all so much for listening. If you are interested in finding out what is coming up next on Mel and Jill Geek Out, be sure to go follow us over on Instagram. That's Mel and Jill Geek Out. Uh, FYI, now that the writer's strike and the SAG after strike are over, we are going to incorporate some other things, but we are going to do, we are going to finish Akatar probably and probably do Iron Flame because I have a lot to say. Because Jill finally finished it. Thank goodness I can talk to somebody about what the heck happens at the end of that book. And then if you have a suggestion of what we should geek out about next, be sure to go uh, send us an email at jillandmelgeekout at gmail.com. Again, my name is Melissa. And I'm Jill. And this has been Mel and Jill Geek Out. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you.